Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. Great numbers out of ISM, Institute of Supply Management, both in manufacturing and non-manufacturing. They're growing great, as is the U.S. economy. Uh, U.S. GDP, our second estimate for the second quarter, 4.2%. That's a lot for a $20 trillion economy. It's doing very well. I don't think that's going to hold through the rest of 2018. We'll go down to the threes, but it's still very good growth. The PCE, you know, which is a better inflation measure than CPI, is two. I think it'll stay there for a little while. I don't think it'll ever grow much past that. I don't think it's conceivable that it ever achieved three. But the Federal Reserve is going to continue to raise their rates. I think they'll raise here in a couple of weeks. So the discount rate will go from 2% where it is right now, go to two and a quarter. And if you look at the yields on these bonds, the 13-week is almost there now. It's at 214. And the rest of the yield curve is right where it ought to be. Everybody's anticipating the rates going up. Now, the uh, new term out there, tappable equity. This is an indication in trillions how much money is out in equity in people's homes. And this is the 63.5% of people that own a home. It's a new number. It's a high number. People are not using the home equity as an ATM machine anymore. They are letting their equity build. Prices have been up in most places. And they're paying their debt down. But they aren't tapping this money more inside wealth in the American household. It's also a very positive change of habit. On the corporate side, corporate profits are great, as usual. Last quarter, another $2 trillion. This isn't just the tax change, though that was very positive. Some of that is ongoing productivity, new markets, efficiencies, very reflective in the prices of the S&P 500. Now, also the margins are great. Some of the best margins we've seen in decades, in some cases forever, are doing great. That's corporate America. There isn't any place else that they are doing this well. And it is already priced into the S&P 500. Now, here's the other side of the coin. You're going to hear a lot about the Federal Reserve and its assets, and the Federal Reserve and their liabilities. I know this is a weird-looking chart, but the top of this chart, the blue and the green, are basically the Federal Reserve assets. Those are treasuries and a lot of the mortgage-backed securities that they bought in 2008 to take those toxic assets out of the system. Well, they still own them. They're going to let a lot of them roll off, some they're going to sell, but that's the asset side of the Federal Reserve. What they call the liability side, which is infinitely more important, is down here on the bottom. The light gray below the line is the actual currency that's out in the U.S. economy. It's just about to crack $2 trillion. Underneath that are the reserves that are held at the Federal Reserve of all the banks that are part of the FDIC system in the United States. It's about $3 trillion. The banks have been refunded. The banks have been flush with money. The banks are loaded. They have more assets. They love to lend it 
there's just not a lot of demand. If you remember the equity numbers of the tappable equity in home, people aren't borrowing every opportunity they get. They're actually leaving their equity in their home. So if there is some sort of change in the stock market or some sort of crisis, it's not going to be from the banks. It's not basically going to be from the economic system because it is flush with money. And I don't think the Federal Reserve is going to be reducing this liquidity or taking that money out of the system anytime soon. They're simply going to raise the discount rate and make money a little more expensive. Here are the bond yields in the Eurozone. These are the developed economies. The volatile green one up there on the top is Greece. It is uh, mellowing out a lot. They are making progress on their budgets. The European Central Bank has given them money, so on and so forth. When the yields come down, they call that the yields tighten. That means the price went up and people have more confidence in the ability of that country to pay their debt. Even Greece is down there in the happy realm. Other countries, Spain may have an ongoing problem here pretty soon because they own so much Turkish debt. And Italy has really never really dealt with their banks at all. And that is coming to the forefront again, maybe in the near future. But if we get a positive Brexit deal sometime in the next two months, which it's kind of looking like we will, that will ease a lot of concerns about anybody dealing with the Eurozone. The other side of the world here are the emerging markets. This is Turkey. This is Argentina. Mexico. Though the peso in Mexico has popped up a little bit because it looks like they have a NAFTA-like deal with the United States already in the bag. Whether there's ever a NAFTA ever again, we don't know yet. But the currency in Mexico is, has improved for a little while. I don't think that's going to hold. Their fundamental economic problems are still bad, and the outlook is, well, bleak. Everybody else, Russia included, people are leaving these currencies. They're leaving these economies. They're not willing to take the risk anymore. For the most part, it's another flight to quality, and that means the assets come to the United States. Now, finally, uh, I know there's been a lot of talk about China. A little red down here is uh, Guangdong Province. It's a very important piece of China. It's about 15% of the GDP of China. It is basically got Taiwan, the connections to Taiwan, Hong Kong, and Macau, as well as the city of Canton, and most of the import-export business that comes in and out of China. It's not Beijing, it's not anywhere else. It's down here. In the last five months, their version of the ISM numbers that we talked about at the beginning their version of the ISM numbers have dropped precipitously. They've dropped out of growth range. They're the lowest they've been in a while, and they're not getting better. It's a very good indication of what's going on in global trade, this little corner of China. The discussion about tariffs when it popped in the media has injured a lot of these relationships, and there's a lot of fear going on. So if you're dependent on global trade and are interested in what's going on, Here's where you look. Right now, it's not good. I don't know where those discussions are going to go, but it's fundamentally an international problem, not a U.S. problem. I think the equity markets are going to do okay for the foreseeable future. They are rich, given the profitability and the profit margins of the S&P 500, 
but they certainly aren't going to collapse. They may correct a little bit, but I don't see any drama in the system going forward. Well, as the summer winds down, we'll start getting new information after the Federal Reserve does what they're going to do here towards the end of September. Again, if you have any questions, just send me an email here. I'll be happy to talk about it. I appreciate you joining me. I'll see you next time.